Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Raw, the fight within a brand new podcast series hosted by me, Coogan Cassius. Over the course of the series, I'll be sitting down with some of the most high-profile figures from the world of boxing, including fighters, trainers and promoters, in order to dig a little deeper and understand their own personal stories. This podcast is about much more than simply what happens inside the ring. It's about the journey, the sacrifices, the agony, the ecstasy, the highs, the lows, the tears and the fears. It's about getting to know the person. Thank you for tuning in. And I really hope you enjoy it. If you do, be sure to like, comment and subscribe. This podcast is suitable for over 18s only, as it may contain adult content and explicit language. Hello and welcome to Raw, the Fight Within podcast with me, Kogan Cassius. An iconic figure in the, in the voice of boxing, Mr. David Diamante. David, how are you? I'm great, Coogs. Great to see you, brother. Good to see you too, mate. I think, uh, obviously, we've done a few interviews over the... The course of time, shall we say, and I think um, we know a little bit about you, but we don't know loads about you. But I think you do that on purpose to a certain degree. But I know me and you have obviously spoke for many years, and I know there's bits of stories. Some of it we may hear, some of it we may not. That's up to you. But <clears throat> yeah, let's see if we can delve into your soul a little bit, David. Okay, I'm here. I don't know what the what the concept of this podcast is, but I guess we're going to find out soon. We are going to find out very soon. Yeah. Okay, we're going to ease you in gently, as we say here in the UK, uh, David. <laughs> what what is your first ever memory of boxing? Well, I mean, boxing was always big in my house. My dad, my cousins, they they liked the sport, and um, you know, it, just growing up, there were tons of street fights in school and all the time. So it was just one of those things where it was it was very fascinating to me. You know, as a kid, and there was always a, a heavy bag in the house, and um, so yeah, boxing was always a part of, of everything. But do you remember the first fight that you ever attended, whether it be amateur, pro, or whatever it was? I definitely went to a bunch of amateur fights years ago. Yeah, that's. I mean, it was a long time ago. I don't remember exactly, but I mean, I saw fights in ba- amateur fights in Vegas years ago. Even um, yeah, I was quite young, 
So, uh, yeah, I was young. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're a couple of years older than me, David, but uh, I don't remember mine. People ask me, like, what was the first actual fight you was at? And I'm like, I don't know, you've been yeah. to that many shows where... Yeah, it, it blends in back then. But I, re I remember watching it on TV as a kid, and it really... One, one early, really early memory was watching uh, Ray Mancini um, against uh, Kim and uh, where the fight where he, he passed away. And I just remember, I mean, it, it had a big mark on me because I, I remember I watched the fight as it happened. And then hearing about that, I was just, I was blown away. Um, but uh, I always loved Sugar Ray Leonard because I grew up in like the D.C. area and he was from that area. And I just, I loved Sugar Ray Leonard, so always followed him. And that's the era that I, I kind of grew up in watching. Well, this has some relevance to the next question because the next one I was going to ask you was, um, what was the first fighter that made you start watching boxing? What was it about them? Is, is it Leonard for that? Well, I, I mean, I was into boxing before Leonard. Um, I, I watched it, again, just fascinated with, with fighting, combat sports, but really fighting, you know, boxing, um, to be specific. Because back then, on TV, I, there were, you know, they didn't have mixed martial arts back then. Um, so really on TV, it was boxing, you know, for combat sports. That, that was really it. There was no Muay Thai on TV, not that I saw, anyway. But we had the ABC Wild World, Wide World of Sports and with Howard Cosell and, and these great commentators. And, and so as a kid, I was able to watch it during the daytime on free TV because we didn't, my family didn't have pay-per-view or we didn't have cable. We didn't have that. It was just you had a few channels. That's it. There was no remote. You, the remote was you, you know. You know, get up, change the channel. Oh, you get up and you change it, you know. Um, so... And that's one thing that I, I kind of, I'm upset a little bit with the sport is that we don't have more fights in the daytime for the younger fans because a lot of times the main events go on so late. And, you know, I'm older, so I don't mind. And I'm at the fights a lot of times. It's not a big deal. But for these young kids that might have to go to bed or whatever, it's not as accessible. That's one good thing about DAZN. It's a streaming service, so they can kind of, if they miss it that night live, they can catch it in the morning. But I, I loved watching them during the day. So, but Sugar Ray Leonard was, was massive to me. I just, I loved how he was the nicest guy out of the ring, but a mean SOB in the ring. He had spite. You know, I always loved the fighter to have spite. Like he, the moment he would knock a guy down, he'd stand above him and raise his arms. Just, just like imposing your will on another man. Like I, I love that. Like I think that's, to me, like the, the essence of what the sport is. It's just two men in the ring and it's not just about who who scores more, okay, he's the winner by points. You know, it's like, no. Like, I impose my will on you. I stand above you and just, just like you're conquering, like climbing a mountain. You know, I love that. It's great. It's, it's tough guy sport. It's awesome. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but if you wasn't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? Well, it's an interesting question. I mean, I've been in boxing for the past 20 years. So I've been in boxing for, for a minute. But... <clears throat> I've always, in my life, wanted to lead many different types of lives because there are so many things that I'm interested in. And I've, I've done a lot of those things over the years. You know, I was a, a musician. I was a drummer before I played in a lot of bands. I was a DJ, um, and I did very well at that, um, made a great career out of that. But it just morphed. So, I mean, probably something with music or whatever, but... Um, 
There are so many different things that I feel like I could do. Even even now, if I wanted to to move on to something else, I think I could. I just I always feel like that. I always believe in myself, and um, it, it's if I'm passionate about something. You know, I put everything into it. So I like to evolve, and I feel like I, I kind of have over the years. I've I've changed and morphed, and it's not that I don't still love music. I do, but I just I felt like I was cut out for more. There was more that I wanted to do. I hosted a TV show on NBC, The Lights which was a great experience. Um, I, I did NBA announcing for, for six seasons, you know, um, as the voice of the Brooklyn Nets for the NBA, which is amazing. That was a lot of fun. Um, you never know. I love sports. I'm kind of a sports junkie, but I also love music and I love travel. I'm, I'm into a bunch of different things, so no idea what I'd be doing. Where does boxing rank amongst those loves in your life? Oh, it's, it's really, really up there high. I mean, it's really, really up there high. You know, like really high. It's like it's as high as, as pretty much any of them besides family, spirituality. Those are maybe the top. And then after that, you know, travel, motorcycles, cigars, boxing. You know, it's, they're all, they're all kind of neck and neck. You take one of those away and feel like you cut off a limb. Yeah, I felt like when I asked you that question, I do know you've got <clears throat> many strings to your bow, if you like. And uh, for some people, when I'm interviewing fighters or people that have kind of... Have, only have boxing as their kind of forefront, mm, yeah. then it's very difficult for some of them to answer what they'd be doing if they wasn't in the sport, especially fighters, as yeah. you would know, David. But for yourself, because boxing is a part of your life, but is not the whole picture, if that makes sense. No, it does, for sure. It's definitely not the whole picture. And I think that's one of the things that makes me, um, you know, a really great announcer is that I have, like, I, I call it a bat belt, you know, like all these jobs I've done over the years and all these different things that kind of accumulates into what you need, the skills you need as a ring announcer, you know, because I've done so many different jobs over the years, like, and things happen during a live production and you've got to, you've got to be a cat, you got to land on your feet, you got to be ready. So yeah, it's one of those things, but I've done a lot of things in the past and there are a lot of things I love to do, you know, and, and also I... You know, I owned a cigar bar for many years, as, as many people know, um, but I'm opening a new bar, um, and that's going to be opening very shortly. It's right across the street from Madison Square Garden, so um, everyone look out for that. It's going to be opening very, very soon. We're in construction now, and it'll be called Diamantes. It's not going to be a cigar bar. It's going to be a bar bar, and uh, it's going to be great. So when you guys are there for the fights, you guys are always welcome to come we'll look through. look forward to that. Definitely. Let's kind of not even track back, but do you remember it's kind of growing up, David? Um, I know you're not uh, as in a boxer, but do you remember the first ever either altercation or kind of serious argument or fight that you had growing up? Is something sticking to your mind? There's been so many. Is there one that sticks out specifically? I fought this kid one time. um, So I used to take Taekwondo years ago. And um, it was great, and I was really, really into it. And... um, I had a great uh, uh, sensei teacher, Hyeon Khan Lee, actually. And um, yeah, really strong guy, really good teacher. And I was really into it, the blocks and the kicks and all this stuff. And I got into a fight with a kid at my school. Um, he was a football player, and I didn't like this kid. I didn't like him at all. And Why? I just didn't like him. <laughs> and I wanted to fight him. And, you know, we... Um, so I started some trouble with them one day, and um, it got broken up in the hallway. So he said, after school, 
we're meeting here and we're fighting. And everyone heard about it, right? So that's how it was back then. You know, everyone would come to the fights. So it was, it was that's when it's, it's really exciting when you go to, like tonight we're at Wembley, right? Dillian White, Jermaine Franklin, Nathan Gorman, and Fabio Wardley, Mark Dickinson. We got all, Sandy Ryan. We got these great fights tonight. But it's kind of the same thing. It used to be like that. That's how it was. We're meeting in the 7-Eleven parking lot. We're meeting in the McDonald's parking lot. We're meeting back here. We're meeting in the woods and we fight. Um, it was like that growing up. It just was. There were no smartphones. There was no social media. It, it just was. People, you rode your bikes. You played football. You fought. You know, that's what you guys did. So um, we met out back after school and we got into this fight. And um, so I was doing really good. And like he would throw a punch, I would block it. And then I was hitting him with these kicks that I learned. And I remember it, they were not effective. Like, I'd kick him, but it didn't hurt him, and he, would, and he would punch me in the face, and I was like, damn. And I ended up, I had to get stitches in my mouth because my teeth went under the gums, and I had to get several stitches on the inside of my mouth because it was so bloody. But what happened was, after I got punched a few times, I was like, forget these kicks. I'm going to beat this dude's ass the way I knew how. And I just I started beating his ass proper, and then I took him down, and I just packed his face. And then they had to pull me off him, but I won that fight. It's funny because later on, we both got suspended because it happened on school grounds. Even though it was after school, it happened on school grounds. Right. So we, we ended up getting people, you know, snitched or whatever, and we ended up uh, getting in trouble. We got suspended. And then, so we had to serve some of the suspension out of school, and then they gave us what they called in-school suspension. And him and I had to serve it together. So we were, like, sat in school, like together and we became friends we became friends because wow, that's a good story though. yeah we became to friends on that. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah but but uh but i won that fight you know yeah. it's still in contact so i haven't talked to him in years but yeah i could i could hit him up oh well if he's yeah. watching obviously reconnect with david there you go <laughs> and you felt that you were fighting a losing battle whatever it was i mean you know, I don't know if I've, I've felt like that too much because I, I kind of always have a winning mentality. And I think that, like, you know, I, a lot of people don't know that I'm, I'm clean and sober, okay? And December 4th of this year, so actually coming up in what's today? Next week, yeah. It's next week. I'll have 30 years clean off oh. of drugs and alcohol. 30 years. Amazing. Coogan. It's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, I, it it, is. Like, I truly can't believe it. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the most precious things in my life, hands down. Um, so like the substances, the drugs and the alcohol was a major battle for me. But once I realized myself that I didn't want to live life like that, it was difficult, but I felt I could do it and I did do it. You know, but I relapsed. Like I didn't, I didn't get clean immediately, and it just worked. I got clean. I relapsed. I got clean. I relapsed, and it was tough. It was tough. It was a tough go. So it was really hard, and that's something that you know I don't talk a ton about. But I do want to write a book. I'm working on that now, and hopefully that'll be out at some point. So I want to save most of that for for my story. Um, but it wasn't. I never felt like I was fighting a losing battle. I think for me. Sometimes, like, I don't want to waste my breath talking to someone that's not going to listen. To me, that's a losing battle. But, it, but I don't feel like it's a losing battle. I just walk away. I'm just not going to waste my time because I don't, 
I, my time is precious. I'm doing too many things and I just don't have time to talk to people that are not going to listen or that don't want to hear. Um, so, but yeah, I, you know, I think health is a big thing and I, I feel very blessed um, to be in one piece at this moment and uh, hopefully knock on wood to be healthy. But I've seen people in my life that um, are sick and that's terrible. You're like really sick. You know, people that I've lost to cancer and things like that. That's heartbreaking. And that's, it feels like you're fighting a losing battle. But I think you, it's, it's kind of how you look at it. Because at the end of the day, we all have expiration dates. Right, Cougs? Like, we're not here forever. Of course. And so... We don't know when that is. Yeah, it, but, but if you live your life the way you want, and if you're good with your spirituality, with your higher being, your higher power, whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not scared to die. I'm not. And so, because I feel like once you've faced death so many times and you just, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, I just, I don't fear it. And not only that, I mean, it's kind of exciting in a way. You get to find out finally what happens, you know. Um, maybe you get to meet up with your loved ones. Maybe you just get to rest for once. <laughs> Certainly not with this schedule you don't, right? So, I mean, I, I've lived my life. Um, I really kind of try to suck the juice out of life and, um, you know, squeeze that, squeeze the lemon or whatever they say. So, um, and people that follow me on social, you, you see, I'm running around and because I'm, but it's doing things I love and I've kind of always lived like that. So I don't have too many regrets at all. I'm not saying I haven't made mistakes. I've made plenty of them, but I've, it's, you know, I've come to where I am today through those. And so I don't, I don't regret much. And um, I think the fighting a losing battle, you know, another thing talking about the uh, addiction and stuff like that is seeing friends of mine that are going through it that don't want to, you know, using drugs or, or alcohol. And that, that can kind of feel like a losing battle. That's very difficult. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. you say that are the everyday battles in your life when you wake up in the morning before you go to bed? What are the everyday battles of David Diamante? Well, I mean, you know, now obviously I have I have a back injury that I'm still dealing with. So there's stuff that I have to do for my back. Um, it, you know, it, it battles is a strange word. I mean, life is always a battle. There's always stuff going on. I got a, I got a ton of stuff in my life, um, and I I do a lot of different things. So I'm not just a ring announcer, but I have other businesses that I that I work with. So there's always a lot of moving parts. But to me, these are quality problems. So I wouldn't really say they're a battle. I feel very blessed. I mean, for me, it's like I know what I have to do, and I handle it. Um, 
So it's not really a battle. It's, it's, it's things I look forward to because it's, it's how I put it together. And they're just necessities of life. It's what you have to do to be a man and to, and to be successful in this world. You have to take care of your responsibilities. So I, I just make sure to handle that and then have fun. So there's not too many battles, to be honest. But, you know, physically, dealing with the back injury has, has been a little bit tough. But you just, just got to deal with it. You know, I'm, I'm lucky to be as physically healthy as I am now. Tell me about a time that you felt back. You felt that you had to fight back tears. Is there a time? That yeah, you remember of course, that you had of to course. Fight back tears? Yeah, I cry, but I don't typically cry. For, I usually cry for like sappy stuff, like or like if I ever see like a kid get hurt. Like um, uh, one of my very close friends had this niece. Uh, she was seven years old. She had leukemia, and like like I could I could start crying about that right now if I start thinking about her. Um she she beat it and she's cancer free now, which is amazing. So all of a sudden like I don't feel teary anymore. But 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 if I go back to when we found out like it was just it was terrible. It was terrible. And and we cried about that. It was it was just terrible. I mean, I I just that thought of 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 Ella being sick. Um Oh my god. It's really really traumatic and um it's just heartbreaking. You know, this little girl is so pure. She, she's never done anything to anyone. She's the sweetest little girl. And to see her sick and fighting like that, and she was such a warrior, that, that just brings tears to my eyes. So stuff like that will make me cry. Um, sometimes a sappy movie. <laughs> and that's mad embarrassing, especially if you're with your girl. You're kind of over there, and you're just like, ah. And she's like, are you crying? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but, uh, but I never cry for pain or anything like that or... I don't cry for that. I, I, that's not. I don't cry for things like that. Would you call yourself an emotional person? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much so. I we can, don't see I that. Can, side I can of be. I can be. I mean, I can also turn it off. It just depends, you know. But of course, I can be. Yeah, for sure. Because we don't see that side of you, generally. right? Yeah, it's not really the position um, that that I play. So I think, as a ring announcer, you got to play your position, you know. So, but yeah, it's there, of course. Yeah, I'm a human being. Yeah, brother. I mean, I've always been filled with piss and vinegar um, since a little kid. I've always had it. I don't know why, but I've always, always had it. I, I have like a, a fire that burns like in my chest. I always have. Um, I hate bullies. I hate injustice. I don't like, um, I don't know. I just, I guess maybe my dad you know, my dad was always a fighter. He still is. And my dad and I don't get along. We don't talk. Um, but my dad was my first trainer, you know. And um, I said, well, we had a bag in the house. And my dad used to train me, you know. And when I had to fight multiple people, my dad trained me to do different things that I'm not going to talk about here to make sure that I handle myself, you know. Because, and, I, and I'll tell you this. My dad was very strict. I got in trouble for a ton of things. But I never... Never got in trouble for, for getting suspended from school for fighting, ever. And I got suspended a lot. And my mom hated it because she didn't like that. But she, she understood because she knows my dad. But my dad was like, you <laughs> do what you got to do. Like, I never got in trouble for fighting, ever, unless I started it. But like, but like you know, or it, against it was an opponent that was, you know. I, but I didn't bully kids. I wasn't a bully like that, you know. If I started a fight, it was someone either with someone bigger than me or someone that had it coming. Um, you know, I, I don't like bullies. I never have, and that's not my thing. Um, but, uh, I've always just had that in me and I've always questioned authority, you know, um, 
and my parents also like they would say stuff to me and I would just think as a little kid like that just doesn't sound right and I, and I would buck the, and I would go against it and it just created problems you know but I've always had that I've always had it what what when I say what causes in life do you do you kind of do you believe in I mean a lot of people <clears throat> relate to to causes like depression and mental health and these kind of things other people tend to talk about and feel strongly about issues that have either affected them or people that they're close to. But for you as a person, what do you feel that strongly about in the world is in terms of causes? Oh, there are a ton. And that it makes it kind of difficult because um, to like to just pick one, you know, there are so many. Um, What's really interesting, there's a fighter named Boyd Melson that a lot of you guys might know, um, really great guy. And um, I announced a lot of his fights um, when he was a pro. He's he retired now, but he was in the military. He was a boxer. And he did something called Team Fight to Walk, um, which was uh, against um, you know people that have spinal cord injuries. And um, I hosted his, his charity event for years, and I gave a lot of time to it. And then, lo and behold, <laughs> much later, I got hurt. Um, and I'm very, very lucky to be, to be walking today, but I had a spinal cord injury, uh, very bad that I'm still dealing with, you know? And, um, so that's one cause that's, that's, you know, pretty dear to me. Um, but it was dear to me even before I got hurt. Now it's even more, you know, uh, um, I guess close to me, but, um, I would say drug addiction for sure. Um, cancer seeing, you know, I've lost family members and, and also friends and seeing children afflicted with this, just terrible. There's a lot of stuff, but I just, you know, I, I'm really, I hate racism. I, I can't stand just ignorant. I just can't. I don't, I'm not with that. I don't like that, you know, and, and um, that's just one thing to me that never made sense. Um, and, and I don't care if it's, if it's race, religion, sexual orientation, like that to me, I don't, it, I just don't care about that stuff. I care about who you are as a person. That's one thing I love about boxing is it, it really, to me, is kind of a great equalizer. You know, when, you, when you're in a boxing gym, and I did used to box uh, in a gym, you know, never professional or anything like that, but I used to train. And when you have that experience, you, you, you see it because you box everyone and you get a lot of respect. Um, and I love that. So that's also a cause. Do you ever feel like you're having to fight demons in your life whether past or present yeah I think all the time I think I think all the time I think probably a lot of us do I think most of us do but yeah absolutely but but at the same time I don't know I, I feel like you know fight is an interesting word because I don't necessarily fight the demons I think it's um you know, sometimes fighting things, it can be like swimming upstream, you know, as, as hard as you swim, like you're just, you're, you keep going downstream. Like imagine um, Neo in the Matrix, he was fighting those, I, I don't remember that movie that well, but I do remember this part. He was always fighting those guys with the glasses and the suits, and he was always one step behind them. <clears throat> the moment he realized he was the one, right, when he fought them, he would, he was almost moving in slow motion and he was kicking their asses. So, like, to me, it's kind of like that with your demons. Once you get control of them in, in the right way, it's like you're the one controlling them as opposed to just fighting, fighting the demons, you know? Like, like, for me, for example, with my drug addiction and, and alcoholism, like, I, I don't even... 
like, I don't even think about using drugs or alcohol. I wouldn't want to do that. In fact, I feel sorry for people that are still doing that, you know, that haven't got the memo. It's like, um, you, I can have such a great time sober. I don't need the drugs for that. Um, and I don't regret any of my drug use and all the exciting times that I had back in the day and all those times getting high. You know, I feel like that opens up paths in your mind and I feel like I can get there now naturally. I don't need the drugs or the alcohol to do that. So I just, I'd rather get high on life and that's what I do every day. So I don't feel like I'm fighting it. I feel like it's, it's kind of, it's with me. You know, it's almost empowering me in a way. So I think it's all kind of how you use it. It's almost like, like judo. You know, if someone comes at you with a lot of force, you take that force and you use it against them and you switch it. So it, instead of fighting against you know, it can be a really a losing battle. You have to use it and, and be strategic with it. So I, that's kind of how I feel in life. I don't, my life is very blessed right now. It really is. I've been through a lot of struggles in my life, a whole lot. Um, but I, I feel very blessed at this time. You fight for yourself. And again, I'm not talking about in a boxing sense, but you fight for yourself, your family, uh, where you grew up, your, your country, etc. But who... Who fights for you, David? Who's, who's there for you, rain or shine, at uh, any drop of a notice that you can rely on? Who's actually got your back? I gotta tell you this, Coogan. Almost one year ago to this day, December 20th, um, I had my motorcycle accident and um, I fractured my spine in four places, um, among many other injuries. Uh, it was a really, really, uh, it was extremely painful, but it was also, um, the doctors did not think I was going to walk again. And they told me that. They said, there's a very good chance you're not going to walk. And um, the only thing that I had to focus on was getting, was, was to get better. Okay. Have the surgery, you know, which now I've got all these metal rods in my spine now, but have the surgery and, and get better. That's the only thing I focused on. But I cannot tell you how many people hit me up. I mean, I couldn't believe it, Cougs. I, there, I just couldn't believe it. it. It, People from all over the world and from different walks of life and um, a lot of famous people, a lot of people that I, people I grew up with, people that I've met just in past, like tons of people. So, and I want to say, I, you know, I was not too good at responding because I was, I was, I was very injured and I had a lot to do and I wanted to come back quick and I did come back quick. But, that really helped me. It, it just really did. Like the moral support, seeing all those messages, I was like, wow, like I can't, I, I didn't even know this many people knew who I was. Um, it was amazing. So I think there are a lot of people that'll go to bat for me. And not only that, I had a lot of people visit me in the hospital. I had people by my side. Um, you know, I've got a great partner in life and, and, and also like just tons of friends. I have several best friends that, that I, that I've known for many, many years and they're all over, they're all over the place because they, they do different things. So I've got guys in California, guys in Washington, DC, guys overseas that I grew up with that like were very tight. So having several best friends is really important. So I've, I've got a team man. the team is strong. Team is strong. Yeah. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. Have you ever had to fight depression in your life? Yeah, for sure. But I, you know, I have, but it's weird. Um, I'm not, I, like, I think I, I call it blue. Like I get blue, you know, I feel blue sometimes. 
But um, I think that's a very human condition. But there's so much that I'm excited about in life. You know, I love life. Like, I know how much of a gift it is. I think it's very interesting that a lot of people, um, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. But basically, what I was going to say is, you know, for me, when I do get depressed, I kind of just white knuckle it, you know, hold on. You know, I call it white knuckles. You hold on, your your knuckles become white because you're holding on so hard. And you just go through. You know, just go through that, go through that tunnel. And it, it always seems to come out. It always seems to come out the other side. And it doesn't last long. You know, I was going to say, I'm, I'm very excited about different things in life. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but it is what it is. And maybe, you know, one day when the book comes out and you guys can read about the things that I've gone through in my life. Like, I've faced death many times in my life. And I'm not talking about this latest accident, but a lot of different things have happened to me over the years where I, I, thought, I thought it was a wrap. And, you know, I've, I've heard accounts from people that have actually done things to commit suicide. For example, there was this kid that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, which most people do not survive that. And this kid did. And he talks about, I don't know him firsthand, I saw this in a movie, but I've heard about this in many different, from many different people that, that have had this experience. He said, all he could think about was ending his life, ending his life. That's all he wanted to do. And the moment he jumped, the moment he jumped, he was like, oh my God, I've made a terrible mistake. And because I have been through these hardships and faced death so many times, I, I feel like I personally know how much of a gift this life is. And I'm not willing to squander it you know, behind a desk doing nine to five, which I'm not knocking anyone, but that's not for me, right? I don't, I'm not going to trade in my time for a handful of dimes that, that, of things that I don't want to do. And I, I, it's, there's just too many great, beautiful things on this planet to be depressed, than to, than to, for me to be depressed. Like, I'm just into too many things. Um, so, yeah, I get blue like anyone else, but I come out of it. And when I do, I kind of relish it. I just, I take it, and I take it on the chin, and, and, you know, and then just move forward. And uh, the sun comes up the next day and, and crack on. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But I'm assuming, David, someone that's kind of lived the life that you have as well, that you can kind of separate a bad day from a state of depression as well. Because I was talking, I think it was with Eddie Hearn uh, a few days ago, and he said that he has bad days. And I think some people them bad days kind of last for day two, day three, where they feel like they're um, falling into a state of depression. But really, there is um, a fix for that. Whereas actual depression, it's not so easy for a fix for that, if that makes sense. It does. I'm not a doctor. So I don't know what the... I I don't think it would be smart for me to speak on things like that because I don't know. And I think I've heard how some people have clinical situations. I I don't know about that. But I will tell you this. I don't have bad days. I never, 
ever have bad days. Mm. I don't. A bad day is when you lose a family member. A bad day is when you find out you've got the big C. A bad day is, you know, I've seen people that have had bad days. I have never had a bad day. I do have tough days. Sometimes it's a little tough. But again, my life is filled with quality problems, and I realize that. Like, I don't have bad days. I just don't. I have very hard days. I have days where I have to travel, and I've got... I'm being pulled in many different directions. Tons of things going on. There's a lot of pressure. i got to be on live TV. But it's like, it's not a bad day. It's great. It's great. It's all how you look at it, to me. You know what I mean? It's all how you look at it. Like, life is way too serious to take serious. Like, you got to have fun with it, man. And I just try to have fun with it. And again, it's about, it's about knowing what you have to do and doing that and then having a great time afterwards. But like, you got to take care of what you got to take care of. That's important. You got to do your responsibilities. You can't have the bitter without the sweet. You got to put in that work. You know, a lot of people, they want things just to come to them, but they got to understand, you know, all these things when people say, you know, it's, it's about the journey, not the destination. It's true. It's true. It's not about becoming the top announcer in the world, which is what I am now. It's not about that. It's about the 20 years doing it. I had a blast. A blast. If I, you know, when, you know, Facebook has like Facebook memory, like it, it knocks up like every year, like every day I have these memories, like Thanksgiving just happened a couple days ago. You know, I was, how many years ago, just a few years ago, not a few, it was like maybe five or something. I was in Uruguay with Sergio Martinez and Samson Lukowitz having this beautiful like Thanksgiving dinner in Uruguay. Like I've, tra- I've been traveling the world for years with boxing and with people and myself, just having great times. And I never, again, like I never did boxing to become famous or because, I just love the sport. You know what I mean? And it's now become where I'm this top guy, but it, it didn't start like that, and that was never my... I just love the sport. I took it very serious. I still do, and I love every fight that I watch. Well, actually, not every fight. Some fights are terrible, but, but I lo- I lo- I'm excited for every fight that we go into, and I still love the sport. I'm still super passionate about it, and so really, you know, again, like you climb this ladder, but people don't realize the ladder is a circle. You don't... You're not getting hot... Like, and people need to realize that. And the moment you do, and you do things the right way for yourself, not for, like, yes, I work with Matchroom, and I work with DAZN, and I work with, I work with the NBA, and I work with the Brooklyn Nets, and I work with all these big organizations, NBC, you know, ESPN. I, you know, I work with all these people, and, I, of course, I wanted to do a great job for them. But more than that, I've always wanted to do a good job for myself because I'm representing me. I'm always representing me. And so that right there is more important than any of it. So like, of course, I wouldn't want to ever let Matchroom down or DAZN, but way more important to me is I would never want to let myself down. I have a lot of self-respect and I have to like look in the mirror at night and every day and like what I see. And if I felt like I didn't go into something giving 110%, then, then then I failed. And that's a problem. That's a problem. And I can't, that I can't deal with. So, like, I need to always dot my, you know, dot my I's, cross my T's. Like, that's very important to me, you know. And, um, and I think that breeds success. Mm. Do you think it's more difficult to fight physically, as in your actions, or to fight mentally, as in your mind? I think it depends on the fight. And I think, as human beings, we all go through both. And I think both can be absolutely debilitating, depending on what 
it is. Um, and both can be incredible struggles. Um, and of course, different people. I think that's one thing about boxing that I love so much is that, number one, it's a worldwide sport, okay? So, um, you know, Philippines, Korea, Mexico, America, you know, England. You, you have, it's a worldwide sport. Number two, you have these very small weight classes up to the big boys, as we're going to see tonight. So a guy like Manny Pacquiao, who grew up on the streets of the Philippines in a very poor situation, there's no way he could become an NBA, even though he can, he can ball. Manny can ball, but he doesn't have the height to be an NBA player, right? Or uh, he doesn't have the size to be a, a, an NHL hockey player, you know? So a lot of guys, they don't have, have the physicality, or women don't have the physicality to play certain sports. But boxing, there's a place for everybody. And everybody, I don't care who you are, if you're physical, if you're not physical, you go through fights. And like you said, it could be mental or it could be physical. So I think boxing correlates very, very much to life. But I think the struggles can be huge both. And, um, you know, I, I'll tell you, when I was um, in the hospital um, after my uh, surgery, before the surgery, I, was, I could not move at all or I would have been paralyzed because the injury was that grave. But, but once the, the surgery was done and I was trying to move, even just... You know, I, I had, I had a, a big drain stuck in my back. There was, it was draining blood, okay? And it was really uncomfortable. So, you know, you're laying in bed, and you're trying to just move a little bit, and even just moving, just, just a touch in the bed was such a struggle. Um, it, it was a nightmare. And so there are certain physical struggles that people go through that are, are really, really difficult. Um, and, and, of course, the mental, like you were just talking about with depression. And we've seen it. And um, I think the depression is, is, a, is a terrible thing. And I think that, you know, I've lost a lot of friends, unfortunately, to suicide over the years. Um, and, uh, you know, it's when somebody does something like that, it's not a publicity stunt. It's because they're, they're in a really terrible, dark place. And I think a lot of people don't understand how, how really, really tough it is. And so I think it's important that if anyone's going through a struggle like that, that they reach out, try to talk to their friends, to do something, to do something, because people do care. And, and, and um, you know, these actions ripple, and, and they affect so many people. And, um, yeah, it's just terrible. So, yeah, the, the struggles are tough either way, mental or physical. Last one. You can answer this as you please. How you please. Okay. What drives that fight within you? What is it that makes you get up in the morning and love doing what you do? Not just in terms of your career, but just life in general. What drives you? Yeah, I mean, again, I think we kind of touched on this, but I'll try to... It's hard to explain to you how I feel, but, like, when I get up in the morning... Like, I'm just ready to go. Like, I, I am excited, you know? I'm really excited. Um, waking up to the most beautiful girl in the world, next to her, sun is shining, or it's snowing, or it's raining. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I'm one of those guys that, like, I like all those weather systems. I don't care. If it's cold, I put a jacket on. I'm happy. If, it's, if I'm at the beach, I'm out there in shorts. You know, jump up, hit my push-ups, make some breakfast, you know, smoke a good cigar, used to be hop on my motorcycle, go see my friends, handle what I got to do. I mean, 
you know, you, not, not you per se, but you, whoever's out there, you know, you guys are the architects of your own life, you know? And, like, I've been an architect of my own life. And so the way my life is set up, it's the way I want it. And, again, I've never had, I don't have bad days. You know, if, if I, God forbid, found out some terrible news health-wise or something happened to my family, that's a bad day. That's a bad day. And that day will come. And there's, there's, it's, that's fine. But I can't worry about that. I'm not going to future trip. You know, they say, you, know, you, worry, you think about the past, that's depression. You think about the future, that's anxiety. You know, you got to live for now. You know, of course, I, I, I think about tomorrow. And I'll, of course, I think about the past, but I don't live in it. You know, I live in now. And I kind of always have, and it's really important. And in doing that, again, there's a lot of hard work that I put in, a lot. And, but like, when you do the right thing for yourself, when you, when you do a job, whether it's sweeping the floor or being a, a, a pizza chef or a bartender or a ring announcer, whatever you do, when you take pride in what you do, you know, that carries on in like everything, you know, and you do the right thing, not because people are looking, but because it's not the right thing to do. You know, like I'm not going to like just wad up trash and throw it on the ground. Not because someone's going to see me because I don't want to litter. Like I don't, I don't like that. You know, that's not how I live my life. And so try to keep my karma clean, do the right thing. And, um, yeah, I just got that fire, baby. I wake up and I'm, I'm ready to go, man. You know, I really am. And, um, and that's it. It's just, it's always been there. And it, right now, I feel like it's burning brighter than ever. Okay. Well, David, listen, it's good to kind of get a little bit. I feel like there's a lot more layers, which we're going to find out in your book as well. <laughs> um, but no, I appreciate your time and kind of you, yeah, talking kind of openly and honestly about certain situations and things in your life. Thank you, Coogs. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you at the fight tonight. This has been Coogan Cassius for the Raw Fight Within podcast. Make sure you tune in next week and make sure you to comment, like, and subscribe. We're out. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply